0: Welcome, Not everybody, to the Armour Report. It's Wednesday. Thank you for being here. Let me remind you all, this is a show about stock market investing and in what I call the millennial age. So what we focus on here are new tools and new investment themes for building portfolios. All the information I share with you, as always, is information I use in my own portfolio and for investors that I manage capital for. Um, that does not mean you should run out and do whatever I say. I don't know you. You have to determine what your own risk levels are. You have to look at your own asset base and determine how much capital to put work. Managing risk is the most important thing when it comes to investing. And I really can't help you with that. What I can do is tell you when our algorithms are being more aggressive or less aggressive, and you take that information and apply it on your own, And when I discuss fundamental investments we're making and focuses on groups and themes, it's a suggestion of research you need to do. Everybody can do this research. The information's all over the web. It's just a question of whether or not you want to make the effort. So I'm going to change up my uh, format a bit. Those of you who have been following me for a while, I appreciate it. This is a small change. I normally try to talk about everything on every video. So I go over algorithms. I go over uh, stock market, um, you know, generalities and the indexes. And then I drill down into my favorite groups and stocks. It's just becoming too much to handle all in one call. So I think I'm going to change the format a bit. We're going to be on air probably Monday, Wednesday, Friday, every now and then I'll throw in a Tuesday, Thursday, if it's important. And, um, I'll let you know what I'm talking about each day. So on Monday, it was all about the stock market. That was our focus. You know that we were risk off last week, and you can see what's going on in the market. So hopefully it's helping you manage your risk. But today we're going to focus on our favorite investment theme, and that's, that's uh, cannabis, cannabis plants, marijuana, it's hemp, and it's our investment strategy, how we go about it in our portfolios. So I'm just trying to educate you on – how a professional would build a portfolio around the cannabis investment space. This is a live trading desk as I always try to remind you. So screens all around me, I have orders working right now and I have to pay attention a little bit. Um, So Sometimes I get pulled away. Forgive me. All right, let's get to it. Last week I was off the desk for most of the week on a research uh, trip. Um, I'm here in Palm beach. So I was covering um, cannabis companies in Florida um, and had a a lot of wonderful meetings, met with management teams of companies we have an interest in. And, And we also meet with management teams of companies we don't have an interest in. We like to hear the other side. We like to see, you know, should we be more interested in this company, right? So we take meetings across the board trying to increase our knowledge base. I'm going to share with you some of the key takeaways from the meetings. Um, let me also let me let me address a couple of things before I get into the the key pieces of information we gleaned. A couple of things I want to talk to you about. Number one, high grade your portfolio. High grade your portfolio. We are at the beginning of an investing super cycle. You do not need to be down in the muck trying to discover the $2 stock nobody knows about. In fact, I would argue you should never do that. Long-term, you're gonna lose a lot of money doing that. What you wanna do is focus on the leaders, focus on the companies with a war chest of capital. This is a consumer packaged good product. Don't confuse yourself. Opening up retail stores to sell weed is like opening up retail stores to sell coffee. It's just a different product you're selling. A lot of the same rules apply. You got to build brand. You need a national footprint. You need a lot of capital. High grade your portfolio, guys. Buy the best at this stage in the cycle. Canada versus the U.S. I'm talking about the bigger picture on today's show. Canada versus the U.S. There are pros to each. My portfolio includes both. But make no mistake about it, the U.S. investments are the value plays at this point. They're woefully undervalued and under-owned because of the legal situation in this country. You have companies, just to give you an example, I'm just I'm gonna talk off the cuff here, but you've got some companies that are in the US MSO retail business, right? Multi-state operators. Some of these guys are growing so fast that their cash flow this year will equal the revenue they had last year. That's massive growth. Okay. Massive. It's beautiful. And the stocks aren't reflecting that. Why? We have a legality issue that, that forces these companies to list on the Canadian stock exchange, which a lot of people don't understand and major institutions, mutual funds, those kinds of things can't buy the stocks. Banks won't work with the companies, so it's hard for them to find working capital. There's a lot of these issues. When rules are passed, laws change. the value of these the value gap between the Canadian companies and the US. companies is going to close quickly. So the value investing is on the US side. Higher risk, Sure. Sure. We could talk about that. We'll get to that in a minute. Higher risk, because you're going to say to me, the laws, we don't know whose laws are going to be what, what's going to happen. So there's higher risk, you say. I argue with that. I get it on face value. But but let's go to my Twitter feed for a second. Go to at Brett Rosenthal on Twitter or hashtag armor report. Let's read some of my tweets from today or yesterday that have to do with the opioid crisis and cannabis. There was a 24 point, and there's a recent study. There's studies being done about this. The recent study, 24.8% reduction in opioid mortality rates in states that have legalized medical marijuana. Almost a 25% decrease in mortality of opioid uh, um, uh, users. So it's not an exaggeration to say that legalization of cannabis across the entire U S could save millions of lives. Think about that. And then let's get back to the U S space and how risky it is because politicians might do this or do that. You're right. Short-term risk is there. We don't know how fast politicians will move, But statistics like that tell you they're definitely going to move. Another study found a 64% decrease in opioid use among medical cannabis patients alongside a 45% increase in quality of life. 64% decrease in opioid use for medical marijuana patients. Come on, guys. This is a no-brainer. What politician is not going to get behind that? And here's my my last one I'm going to read you. It's one of my favorites. Cannabis and opioid used together had a significant impact on reducing pain when they were combined together. The amount used was a lot less individually. Too small to have much of a Impact. So, a small amount of, of of cannabis, a small amount of opioids. Put them together, they had big success. So you're not even talking about displacing opioids completely. And you say to me, there's more risk in U.S. companies because of the political structure. I, I'm going to respectfully disagree with you. I think in the short term, there's probably more risk in the cannabis companies in Canada because the valuations are high. And the expectations going into earnings and every quarter are going to be astronomical. And these companies are going to have a tough time beating the expectations right now. Edibles, beverages, they're introduced in Canada in the fourth quarter of this year. So, some point in here, the market's going to start looking ahead to the explosive growth of edibles and drinks. And then those stocks will be great. But we're kind of in a dead area right now where we lurch from earnings announcement to earnings announcement that may that may um, impact the stocks in a negative way. We want to buy that weakness, but we just don't want to be in front of it. Okay. All right. Um, I've got to wrap up here. Let me get to a couple of key things from our meeting meetings, big picture now stuff. I can't share with you obviously what stocks we're buying. We're at meetings. We're gathering information and we're, we're buying these stocks for my own assets and for people I, I work with through our, uh, um, interactive brokers relationships, right? So anyone with an interactive broker's account can link to our accounts and begin accessing this information. But I'm going to tell you a couple of things that are very important uh, from a big picture standpoint. When you're investigating these companies, right now, I think the market is, is too concerned on how many stores are opening in whatever state they're opening them in. The real question is the grow for each of these companies, these MSOs. Can their grow support the stores they're opening? That's the key question on earnings announcements. Go look at the investor presentations. What is the grow? Is it big enough to support the store openings? If it's not, then the store opening announcements are more cosmetic. They goose the stock, but then you go into the store, and you realize there aren't a lot of options, not a lot of product, and so they lose customers to the stores that have the grow to back up the stores that are opening. Very important. Okay. Another thing, the bottleneck in this business is doctors right now. We need more doctors writing scripts, literally. In many states, that's – at the moment, a bottleneck. Not that it's gonna really curtail growth too much, but it's something to keep your eye on. We need to see doctors come on board more and, and begin writing these scripts. And then the last piece of information that I thought was interesting is that analysts on the last earnings announcements for a lot of these uh, uh, Florida companies was very concerned about uh, flour, right? So Florida State passed the ability to sell flour Um, Then there were some questions about THC content. Those seem to be resolved. Flowers going ahead, and this is really important. In Illinois, if we just look at Illinois, when they introduced flour, Cresco Labs told us on their earnings announcement that it increased their business 35% with no cannibalization. So the introduction of dried flour in Florida is big. Probably not going to reflect in this earnings announcement cycle, but probably next quarter when you'll see that start really take off. Okay. I wish you guys uh, the best of luck. That's the cannabis update for today. Um, I'll be back at you on Friday unless you know things change and I feel like tomorrow we have to chat. Okay. Thanks so much for being here. Um, don't forget follow me on Twitter. You'll get more updates. Uh, as I see things that are important, I try to curate a list for you of, of um, important cannabis news. That's hashtag Armor Report, A-R-M-R Report, R-E-P-O-R-T. And uh, thanks a lot, guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow or Friday.